mentioned Al-Anon in his little talk, and I would certainly like it known that Al-Anon has been a big part in my life, and certainly a big part in helping me to stay sober day by day. My wife, fortunately, was introduced to Al-Anon while I was still in treatment, and has been an active member ever since. And I would sure suggest and urge any alcoholic who still has the odd thought that it's his problem and excludes his wife from the pleasures and benefits of Al-Anon, I would sure suggest that you give them a chance to live, too. When I saw where our last speaker was from, or where her home was, it sent me to the encyclopedia to refresh my memory on where the Marshall Islands were. And it was real interesting to read that there a group of 34 coral atolls in the Central Pacific Ocean. And I learned last night from Betty and her husband that they're about six, 7,000 miles away from home. They're tiny, tiny islets, I guess it's called, 1,150, with a population of only 26,800. And they do a lot of island hopping, of course, because there are people living on many, many of them. Well, I wrote to all three of our speakers when I got their names and hoping to get information about them. And I didn't get responses from a response from Betty until the day before we left home. And I was getting worried that maybe she'd done some island hopping and missed one of the islands, but it was real fun to visit with her last night and her husband and and Dick and his wife. Uh, Bob, Betty's husband, has certainly been a great support for her. So I'd like to introduce Betty H. of the Marshall Islands. Hi, my name's Betty, and I'm an alcoholic. Well, um, Bud kind of stole my punchline there, uh, where I was from. I, I have been in the Marshall Islands for the past seven years, but uh, don't misunderstand me. The accent is not Marshallese. I'm originally from Australia. Uh, Bud said he didn't hear from me till almost the end. Well, the reason why was because I didn't write. I didn't want to participate in this. I was scared. I mean, I was scared. I still am. I'm shaking. Shaking more than I was when I was drinking. No, not really. But, um... I've always been one to tell everybody that I think they should participate because um, especially when you um, live on an island like I do, it's three miles long by a half mile wide. Uh, we have had as many as 5,000 people at the moment, about 3,500. And as a group, here I go, I'm at the end of my story instead of the beginning. That, that's me. We have a group of sometimes two, and as we've had as many as 13 
my body hasn't hurt me very often. With like, we have a wonderful potential out there for Alcoholics Anonymous. We've got an awful lot of drunks. Uh, I think, anyway. I, um, I, I started drinking very early at 16. And I kind of think that I was an alcoholic right from the very beginning, too. And I always drank too much. I always drank till I was sick, till I threw up. I could never ever refuse that last drink because it was mainly beer. And we mostly always drank beer in Australia. And I didn't like sports for a long time anyway until I finally decided that I needed brandy to put me to sleep at night. And then I found out I really did like brandy. It did a lot more for me than beer. I was always a happy drunk, though. I always had a good time. And I thought I needed the drinks to help me have a good time. I know now that uh, that's wrong, and I don't, because now I have a good time, and I don't have a hangover the next morning, and I can remember what a good time I had. Um, I wrote up a lot of notes here, you know, and um, I, uh, I don't think I could follow them anyway. from a very big family. There was ten children. My father left home when I was ten years old. I never really knew him much before that. He was uh, a drinker. He took off with another woman. And I uh, left my mum with uh, all us little ones. So I was used to alcohol in the family. All my family drank. Well, most of them still do. Uh, quite a few of them did not uh, really recognize the fact that I am an alcoholic. They just think that... Uh, I shouldn't be really going to LA, although I knew I had a drinking problem, but um, I had a sister that dropped dead uh, from alcoholism when she was 28 years old. I saw a lot of things in my family that was caused from alcoholism, but that didn't stop me, and I guess my story's not much different to a lot of people here. Nobody will accept the fact that I'm an alcoholic until I want to themselves. And as much as I wanted to, I, I wouldn't do it till I was ready. And I guess that is the only way anyway. Um, so, I won't go into a lot of that in my drinking days. All I know is that I was just, uh, I'm just so happy to be here without the shakes and without all my lying and my cheating and I was a closet drinker a real snake uh, for so many years for a good five years before I finally saw the light and I hated myself for that because deep down I really thought that I was kind of an honest person and I, was, I hated phonies I still do and I was really a phony so we didn't have AA on Quadulene when I did first come into the meeting. There was a member there, um, and I had known about, but I didn't want to know very much about her because uh, I didn't want to know too much about alcoholism. Or, um, I was not a, an alcoholic. I just had a drinking problem. So we had our first meeting in our trailer. Uh, there happened to be five at that first meeting. We had three there, and then we graduated from my trailer to the Scott Hut. And I always remember those first meetings because we put it in the paper. Alcoholics Anonymous meets every Thursday, 7 to 8.30 p.m. in the Scott Hall. And I remember, because it's very windy on Quadrilene, so you always need a scarf anyway for your hair. 
but mine wasn't on my hair. Mine was around my face. Well, I just thought everybody in the uh, whole island was going to be standing there on the sidewalk watching who was going to go into Alcoholics Anonymous. And this went on for quite a while. I still at times, because in an island, on an island like I live, it's um, a little bit hard to keep one's uh, anonymity. Sometimes I say I don't care. I, I, I don't really, but there, there are times when uh, I guess uh, I'm a little thin-skinned. Uh, I'm trying to grow up. I guess I told you I've been in AA five years. I don't know whether I said that or not. And uh, right now, uh, I work now, believe it or not, as a cocktail waitress on the island in Quadrilene. And we have, uh, we do have, I don't know how many we've got now, we have 2,000 bachelors out there. And what I mean by bachelors, they don't have housing. So there's uh, a lot that just uh, drink in the uh, in the club that I work. And there's maybe half of them that know that I belong to AA. Uh, and at first that embarrassed me. Embarrassed me very much. Uh, I, I don't care anymore. There has been a few incidents where when some of them have gotten drunk and then, of course, they like to... As a matter of fact, only about two weeks ago, uh, someone asked me that was drunk, there was about six of them at the table, did I have anything to do with AA? And as I'm walking past with my uh, tray full of drinks, I said, I sure do. And when I come back, they got a little bit smart and wanted to know if I had an application for uh, membership but saying that I was the president of Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> uh, I get a little bit mad, I guess. But I do have a lot of friends that drink there every night and know that I am an alcoholic and respect me for it and actually take care of me. It's funny uh, when I get a, a Coke or a 7 or something like that. I even had uh, a couple of guys come over and pick the glass up and smell it to see if there wasn't anything else in it. Uh, I don't have to worry about that now. I just love Alcoholics Anonymous so much. It's just, it's just about giving me everything. But uh, I have met a wonderful lot of friends in Quadrilene. And a lot of people come and go, as you know, and all like that. I have a wonderful family, wonderful husband that has helped me through this. Otherwise, I don't know whether I could have ever done it alone. I wouldn't do it alone. I had help, I know. A wonderful son and daughter. I'm a very lucky woman. I'm very lucky to be here today because I don't think I would have been anywhere if I'd have stepped, kept on drinking the way I was. And, uh, and a sister, I went down to Australia three and a half years ago. This is the first time I've ever really talked in front of a, a crowd. And after all, you get three or four people in a group. We have a meeting once a week, you know. And just say so much. But it's not nearly as bad as I thought it is now. I, I got something to hide behind. I, get, it's, I don't know what time I started. I, I'm not even timing myself when they wrote me a letter and said that you got a yellow light when 15 minutes was up and then a red one when it was 20. I thought, hell, I don't have to worry about any red light. Or yellow lines, you know, I won't be able to even say anything, but I guess it's because I, I live and learn every day like we all do, and I know that everybody out there has a story similar to mine, and I've been through 
and a lot of the same things, and we're all in this thing together, and that's what makes it work. Uh, I just have never known anything like this before. Uh, I, it's just wonderful to be here. When I was asked to participate, and I thought, well, I'll never have another opportunity like this. And uh, my group out there, they really urged me and my family to do it. And I did take quite a bit of urging. I was sorry after, oh, God, I wish I could have brought that letter back and, and said no instead of yes. And I'm glad I said yes, because I don't like the chicken. I never wanted to be a chicken, but there's no other, I think. I don't know. What time I started that? What <laughs> Oh, I started acting. I said, I went down to Australia three and a half years ago. Well, I went down there with one main purpose in mind was to help my sister, five years older than me, who has a very bad drink drinking problem. I took her to a few meetings there, and uh, she wasn't ready. She was not ready again last November when I went down to help her. Just getting worse and worse. And then just Three months ago, they put her in a mental hospital with a sick brain. So I, I had my 12-step calls, I'm afraid, have not been very successful. Although in this last November, my brother-in-law, who had a very bad problem, like I say, my whole family has a problem, really. Uh, he would never uh, even want to be bothered with me three and a half years ago. He said I was one of those. Changed and uh, uh, he, he is religious, but yeah, I don't know what he thought I was. I, I think he was kind of scared of me. But he wasn't scared this time. He was ready. And uh, I finally got him in a hospital at Strathville. It's an alcoholic hospital. It's a wonderful hospital. He was there for seven weeks, and that was in November. And out on um, Wednesday, I think it was, we decided just in case I better keep him over the holidays. And he's still sober. And just, he was, he was dead when I went down there on the 1st of November. I've never seen anybody so bad. So I, I guess, even if I had just seen, seen one person, uh, a really an alcoholic, uh, I felt like, you know, I had done something to help. My first IA call, um, 12th step call on Quadrilane, uh, after the young fellow out there. I've only been in AA three months, and I talked to him for about two hours. You know, I never have any trouble talking when it's just one or two people. As a matter of fact, my husband says I talk 24 hours a day, and he only listens to me 10 minutes. <laughs> and my daughter, she says the same thing, Mom, you'll, you'll make it, you'll look crazy. Well, I guess it's good to be crazy. She's one of the craziest women in Quadrilog. Sometimes I'm glad I am because I look at some of the others and say, I know we're having a problem. And uh, I think, well, maybe I am crazy, but I'm lucky. Um, to get back to my first 12-step call, this guy out there in Quadrilog, like I said, I, I have lost quite a few. I lost him, he committed suicide at uh, I had never really quit drinking or quit taking pills. I didn't know it at the time. I don't know, but I probably would now know now because we get also smart after a while. We can probably, you know, see people say they're not drinking. But um, anyway, that upset me an awful lot. But I, I've had a lot of 12 steps out there. 
almost numb and helped. And all I know is that the ones that we've lost, I hope that when they come back into the world, as everybody says it, and leave the rock, maybe they have got something in of our meetings. And um, Slade has been found that maybe one day they would make it. I sure hope so. Tonight, I thank God for keeping me sober for the past 24 hours and asking to keep me sober for the next 24 hours. I thank you very much for Alcoholics Anonymous because my sobriety means everything in the world to me. Without sobriety, I just wouldn't be anything. Um, I I want to thank everybody here uh, for letting me participate and listening to me this morning. I do try to live one day at a time. And like I talked about in the letter, 8 o'clock in the morning was no time for me to to be up and talking to anybody. Ten o'clock is usually my time before I'm fit to talk to anybody in the morning. I honestly glad that I came, and I want to thank you all very much. Thank you so much, Doctor Alex Anonymous. Have a very nice day. Thank you. Thank you, Betty. Aren't these gals beautiful? And Dick a beautiful man. In all seriousness, this this seeing women come into AA looking as tough as all of us did has been one of the real joys for me. Uh, I am a secret girl watcher anyway, but to see these Gals come into AA, be draggled and, and uh, sick, suffering, and then week by week to see the blossom come back, see the sparkle come back in their eyes, it's uh, an added miracle, I think, and this has been a particular pleasure. I think it's real fitting that we think of this Independence Day, I'd forgotten that it was the 4th of July, really. But it's it's a day for me to think that I am independent again after having been dependent on booze for so many years to help me do what I thought I had to do. And, of course, long ago that... Uh, dependence on it, uh, the boys didn't do for me what it did to start with. So this Independence Day, we think again that we can live and love without the need of any kind of crutch. It's just a remarkable thing to me. I, I, I remember one little thing I want to leave that Two years ago, up in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, at their big gateway roundup, there was a fellow from San Angelo, Texas, that had driven way up there, and in the morning call-up meeting out under the pines, he said something that stuck. It was sort of a trick phrase, but it still stuck. 
because this big Texan had a guarantee for sobriety, you know. Uh, they're big on firsts and all this, so he had a guarantee for sobriety. And he says, and I'm going to share it with you, which was awfully nice of him. He said, first, make it a rule to ask God's help in the morning to get us through the day. And then at night, thank God for what he'd given us for the day and for the day itself. And then he said, don't drink in between. I got to leave one story in line with these beautiful women. Uh, a story comes to mind about the guy that went to the funeral home to pay his respects on an old drinking buddy who had died. And so he walks in and goes into the room where the body was being shown, and to his horror, he found the widow standing there by the body. Well, he was stuck. He was in the room. He couldn't leave. So he went up and stood beside her in silence, looking at his departed friend. When finally the widow turned and gave him a dirty look and said, Well, can't you say something nice? And so he was stunned, but he quickly regained his wits and said, Well, George sure looks better since he quit drinking. Thank you. So with this, I wish to thank Colleen and Dick and Betty for sharing this tremendous day with me and with all of us. So would you please rise and we'll close with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.